Okay, my name is Savior, Savior Kusinogu. Um, I'm from Delta State, Nigeria. And what I do basically is to make videos for businesses. Videos that help them sell products and services. So the goal is to get engagement and get sales and help businesses sell their products. Okay, so um, how long have you been doing this? Um, now that question, it depends. My business became, in my mind, my business became a real business in the beginning of 2020. But when you come to talk about the technical aspects and the actual skills, you can go back to 2013, 2014, you know, photo manipulation, video editing, um, learning motion graphics over time. I would say 2014, that's like six years ago, that I actually started to dabble in all these things. Well, um, six years is actually a very, very long time. And I've, I've seen a couple of your works from like motion graphics to, um, I think, Photoshop. And I think um, a lot of what you did was done on your phone, if I'm not wrong, like some of your video editing stuff and um, maybe your photo. Like there was just this creativity in a lot of the concepts that I saw there. I, I appreciated a lot of them from a distance. Oh, thank you. So, um, evolving in such a skill, like what you're doing now, you said you're trying to, you, you, you help people with um, creating videos that um, generate engagement for them. I mean, such, mm-hmm. a, such a skill will require a high degree of creativity. What goes on in your mind when thinking about being creative? Like, how do you process creativity in your mind? Okay, like, you want to know my thought process when I'm working on a project, yeah? Yes. Okay, thanks. Um, if I have a project at hand, you know, I, I create something, I make a video, or I learn a new software and I create something from it, and I post a video from it, and people say things like, oh my God, that's so cool, that's so creative. How did you come up with that? And I'm looking at them like... <laughs> I don't know what you guys are talking about. You know why? Because when you see a video I've posted online, yeah. you would think that's the, the first concept I came up with, or you would think that's like I just went on my PC, just put some things there, clicked some buttons, and I got out some amazing stuff. Okay. And the actual truth is, I've probably gone through three, four, five, or six iterations, changing oh. and making things new and one one thing about me is that i don't think i've ever done any creative thing on first try and that's what most people don't know and if if you if you don't know this if you are just looking on social media you think okay this guy is such a creative guy he just just throws something on the wall and it becomes art (laughs) and that that is not how it works most times you are in your house, you, you want to get something done, you have a project to work on and you need to come up with an idea uh, something that goes with the creative brief to actually enhance their brand and nothing is coming That at that moment you just have to like, start working on, on something and create the most ludicrous the most horrible thing that you can ever design or cut out but then it's the iteration that make, makes it good, when you start to refine and refine the creative, the creative process is not a it's not a, um, how would I put it, it's not an inventive process where you just bring things out of nowhere. It's a refinery process. It's a process where you make and remake and remake until you get to the point where you can say, yes, I'm somewhere now. So when 
when I when I have a project, the process is really just starting and refining and refining to the point like it 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 comes on the way. For me, it comes on the way. I'm I'm in between um, planning out my creative um, deliverables, the as I kind of things I do versus actually doing them in the moment. So I will have an idea of what I, I want to do in my mind, but most times the things that are coming up are coming up on the way. Okay, if I have an idea, okay, I just I just go back into 3D um, design and animation. Okay. If I if I have an idea of what I want to do, I say okay, yeah, I want to make a, a throne with chairs there or something like that, and I set that up. I look at it and it is never. I, I don't think I've ever had an idea and it just became right immediately. Okay. I don't feel it's right yet until I start changing things and changing things. I'm basically. Anything that comes to my mind, I try it out, try and error. When I was teaching graphic design back then, that's why I told people that graphic design is basically try and error. You won't know this when you're looking at people's design online. It looks just perfect. Oh, they did it. How did they come up with this? This is so creative. You wouldn't know how many iterations they have gone through before they got there. So when you are working on your own personal project, it, it, it's just absolutely fine. If you are rethinking things and redoing things and redoing things, it's just a normal process. Okay, um, that's actually very, very interesting. Like, I didn't even see it from that angle because I, I, I get to appreciate a lot of your um, stuff on IG. And the way it looks just seem like, oh, this guy is actually so, so, super, super creative. And maybe everything is just running through uh-huh. and just picking up one concept and then it down immediately. That's why I've always seen it. How did you come about the name Creative Self? Oh, okay. That story. Um, how would I put this? I, I think it was during, during, like, about two years ago or so, or three. Um, I don't know. I don't actually have a story around this. I just basically wanted to have a brand name, yeah? And I didn't want it to be something vague, you know? I, I thought of just calling my uh, my brand Purple Studios. Or, or Lemon Studios or something very random, but I, I wanted it to have a connection with me. So okay. having my name there, Sav, and Sav was, is basically uh, my nickname. Most of my friends call me Sav, it's shorter than saying Savior. Oh. So that was that. But then how do you make it, make it, I, I don't I don't know. It's Either it was just random or I saw someone online that was called the creative something. And I said, huh, it's my work with my name. Either one of it, so I don't actually have a story around that. Okay. Um, so there is something called writer's block. And I get mm-hmm. to face that I get to face that a lot of times. I mean, when there are some days where you are on the high with writing, you just feel so energized and you're writing and you say, Yeah, yeah. You keep writing. I do that a lot. And there are some days when you just don't have that motivation and it's going on for like a week or two or even more. So, do you experience that too when it comes to um, coming up with creative ideas for whatever you're doing? And how do you actually come out of it? Okay, very good question. Writer's block or creative block. Well, almost every creative I've met has talked about this before. Even people that you wouldn't even expect, people you'd think they would have a way of channeling ideas every single time even i have experienced it many times but but if you ask me deep down inside really really deep down i really don't consider 
um, that block a thing. I feel like it's a thing we put. Um, how should I put this? The creative block is something we create for ourselves, something we make in our own minds. Let me explain. Okay. Many times, I okay. As, let me use writing as an example now, because this is this is how I know writers have broken through writers' block. This I know how they did it. You are a writer and you need to write a book or an article or let's say a book because that's large volume. You need to write a book. I need to write a couple of chapters in a couple of weeks. So you go to the page and just empty. Nothing at all is coming to your mind. This what, when, I, when I learned about this, I use this in my process every single time because sometimes I might have a project and I will keep postponing it because I don't have an idea. And I'll keep postponing Like let, let me just give you a, a funny scenario. I have a project and we are meant to come up with an idea for a marketing campaign for a video, right? And I'm supposed to come up with an idea and then execute. But we got this and I spent time sitting, looking for inspiration, like waiting. Because normally on a norm, on a, on a normal basis now, inspiration usually hits me out of nowhere. I might be praying, I might be talking with people, I might just be engaging with other things, be passing by, and then inspiration hits me, like concept just comes to my mind. I don't know. I don't know if it's a it's a unique thing, but then that happens. But but apart from that, anytime I actually have something specific to work on, and then I start sitting down and waiting for inspiration, oftentimes, most times, it doesn't come. <laughs> and the funny thing is, if the deadline is now about two days or one day, and I have to bring something out in that short time period, I'm going to bring out something, and it's going to be rad, and it's going to be nice, and people would think I actually spent more time from it. So after doing this over a couple of times, that's when I discovered the, the the trick to it. You know, if you have a creative project on your hands, like you're a writer, for example, and yeah. you need to write a book, what you need to do when you open that blank page and you don't feel like writing, <laughs> what you need to do is start putting down as many crap as possible that comes to your mind. At this point, it doesn't matter what you're writing. Just let's, let's say you want to write a fictional story. Yeah, and it, and it's a horror movie, it's a horror story, and you don't know what to write. Like nothing is coming to your mind. Just start with anything, something very random. So the door opened up by itself, and then it was a chicken, and then the chicken looked at me, and I screamed. And behind the chicken was another chicken. This is very very random. But as a writer, as a creative person, like okay, I believe everyone is creative in the first place. Now, as a writer, you are writing this. And you think you have a creative block. If you keep doing this for one, two, three pages, it will hit. You get into the flow. The flow is a the flow state is a creative state of mind when you are in exceptional focus, when you are very focused on what you are doing. I, I believe everybody should have, have um, gone through this process at least once in their life when they are so focused on what they are doing that they can't even notice what's happening in the environment. It can. It might happen when you are working, it might happen when you are playing, you might just be playing a video game but your mind is so focused that you don't, you are, you are not distracted at all. So, yeah. that flow state, the only way you can get into the flow state is if you just consistently put out that rubbish that you think is in your mind that there is no good idea coming to your mind it's just absolute rubbish especially for writing when you keep pouring out it happened to me when I was writing writing articles at the beginning of this year or when I'm writing scripts for my videos I just need to start the first line like I feel it every time like nothing is coming or we don't to write just write rubbish the thing is we 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 feel like if I write nonsense now, we want to make it perfect from the beginning, exactly. from the get-go. Exactly. Because, uh, 
the, the, this this sentence should be very very perfect then the next one should be even be better I, I no that a lot. I, that. <laughs> See, uh, I, I i learned this from a book um it's a copywriting book the copywriting handbook you should you should check it check it out okay the copywriting handbook it's like the 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 bible of copywriting okay it was written by by one of the best in, in america it's a step by step guide um i'm trying to remember who wrote the book there is one there is one by okay the one i'm i'm looking for is joseph sugarman joseph sugarman that's his name okay so he really broke down some great writing processes and it was on that <clears throat> sorry was on that let me know about this this writer's block and how to actually break through it for him for him the, the refining process is more more important than the draft so you're a creative writer you're a creative designer <laughs> for designers out there if you are listening to me look the first thing you design the first thing you put on the screen just accept it in your mind that is rubbish <laughs> that that will not be the final result yeah. so when you don't feel when you have no concept in your mind you don't feel like bringing anything out just put out that rubbish we we are we are visual beings so seeing something on the screen already even though it's total nonsense and telling our brains that okay we, i'm going to keep writing this rubbish and keep bringing out these things our brains will find a way to find connections between that that total nonsense we are seeing until it actually become something nice for example the story i was talking about there was a chicken behind the chicken and it opens the door before you know it you start you start talking about some really um interesting stories some deep connections bringing some characters and making it very very cool there was a guy he came in the chicken ran away he flew in the window when he looked out of the window you saw the moon the moon was blue like you just come up with cooler concepts as you keep um, um bringing out that thing that looks like crap that looks like rubbish over time over time it is to form something that people now call creative you know imagine finishing that story if someone now says oh my god you're so creative and they don't know you started it with kicking walks into the room <laughs> all right well that's actually very very interesting i believe like a lot of persons would um be able to break stuff down if they get to listen to this so um mm-hmm. it's just so obvious that you're creative did you uh, did you at any point in time um read books on how to go about creativity did you watch videos on youtube like did you get any aid in becoming creative or you just discovered that naturally from 2013 when you started doing your stuff you know a lot of the stuff you've involved in they actually require some creative um processes to it i mean when you were doing your designs mm-hmm. and i was seeing some videos and some concepts you did back then probably with your phone or photoshop and some other stuff like that it, you know it has been a very very long time did you actually discover that oh there is a different way i get to see things or you were intentional about bringing out this creativity and if you were intentional did you what kind of resources did you um lay your hands on that helped you along the line okay thanks very much that's that's a that's a very loaded question and i'll be happy to answer this and this this might take some time okay um i feel like it's a blend between the two and i say right. this for a reason because i've naturally i am the kind of person that's always interested in the new what's the next thing what's the new thing 
what's the thing that's going to be different what's this i jump from oh god i i jump from skill to skill i just want to learn i want to learn chess i want to learn poker i want to learn how to yeah. swim i want yeah. to learn how to skate i want to I, if i see someone do something and i see them do it well i i just i just fall in love easily so that that's just me as a person i have the personality of easily falling in love with skills with things that look very cool so but apart from that i i when when it comes to books now i have different resources for drawing inspiration and drawing creativity everyone should have find their their ways to find creativity i even have um i have a folder on my pc called inspiration in case i i am lacking inspiration at some point everyone should actually have that and i'll tell you about the process now so for books i think the only book the only book that comes to my mind when it comes to creativity as a process and learning creativity would be still like an artist still like an artist by austin kleon still like an artist yeah i think i'm going to get the book you you need to get that book it's very cool it's like a step by step guide to to being creative and it's hilarious because <laughs> the book is like just, let me know just give spoilers like when you read the book you see that it's not it's not even about you being creative it's seen it's it, they're just explaining the fact that that no idea is absolutely original if you saw the video i posted on youtube some weeks ago about original ideas yeah. you know what i'm talking about that no idea is like completely original so if if you if you um painted an art and the art was an egg you made an egg and i took the egg and i um scaled it down a little and i painted it like a basketball i've made a basketball yeah yeah but then i took inspiration from an egg it doesn't make me a thief it doesn't make me a copycat i made something from that so the book is just trying to say that we are basically a, a combination of things that we have seen and things that we have learned so when you are when you are trying to be creative you you have to you have to go through things other people have done and those things will inform you uh, will inform your own creativity so that's what Austin Kleon was talking about in the book anyways so having this now knowing this that that you shouldn't just copy but you should steal by stealing it means taking taking people's concept creatively yeah. like taking part of of their work instead of copying the whole Mona Lisa that um, Leonardo da Vinci did you can just say oh I like the way he, he, he lit this picture the way he did the lighting was, mm. so I'm going to do that in my own work you are not copying Mon- the, Mona- the Mona Lisa itself you are taking just the lighting you are taking his patterns of brush strokes or the way he, he inked it or something you are just taking a part of it and yeah. applying it to your own work you get yeah. so that, that's what the book was just trying to say it's a, it's a very good book so apart from that um, I draw inspiration from there are websites that I draw inspiration from wow. especially being like being a designer especially okay. <laughs> that, that even today students that I taught design they come to me and they're like nothing is coming I'm just doing the same <laughs> thing I'm like guy I don't understand you just go here and type this and you will see enough things to inspire you so the thing is one you need to know where to find inspiration and you need to know how to find it because you might be looking at inspiration here and you won't know that it's, it's right before you so let's take a graphic designer for example okay so this guy is a graphic designer the the most important resources for graphic designer for inspiration is behance.com and pinterest.com okay i use that a lot behance.com and pinterest.com is basically a community of everyone in the world that is really good at what they do they are really good at what they do and they are posting 
things related to different topics. I'm, I'm talking about Pinterest now. Yeah. Pinterest is the one that has to do with everybody and everything. I'm Pinterest, about downloading it now, as you said it. You know, you did that. Tell about Pinterest. It's funny. Like most Nigerians don't use Pinterest. It's crazy. Exactly. It's one of the most popular um, um, websites. It's one of the most popular websites, and there are lots of content there. But many Nigerians don't yeah, know about it. We actually don't use a lot of platforms. We really don't use mm-hmm. Reddit. We don't use um, Quora. We don't use Medium. Yeah, Reddit. Come on, Reddit is the beauty. Ah, anyways, yeah. As I was saying. If you go on Pinterest, like the, it doesn't matter what you are doing. Are you a fashion stylist? Just type men's style. You will see a lot of men's style that other people have come up with. If you're a graphic designer, just type poster design on Behance or on Pinterest. You will see a lot. You like sneakers, type sneakers. Whatever topic, the way Pinterest works is a lot of people just make pins and like, that, um, that's pictures about different topics. So when you type something, you can see a lot of things people have done, a lot of pictures people have taken. So okay. if you remember what I was talking about from the book, Still Like an Artist, when you see that kind of thing, you should get inspired. And what I mean by you should get inspired is you should study their mannerisms, you should study their technique. Okay, you're into photography and you went on Behance and you typed black and white photography. You should learn something there. You probably you probably see how someone is using the sun to create contrast, to create shadows. You are not taking the, the person's whole image and recreating it. That's what copying is. You're not copying, you are, you are, he <laughs> you you, uh, calls it stealing. You are stealing creatively. So, um, when, when I say stealing creatively, I mean finding inspiration. Yeah. So, when you're seeing this very, very dope, very, very creative work that other people are doing, you should start thinking because if you're a graphic designer, obviously you know the skills, you know the technique, the actual nitty gritty to bring out a design. So, if you know the basics of, of, your, of your sphere, of your industry, then you should break down the work of the best people and th- and try to figure out how did they do this specific thing. You don't need to figure out the whole thing. Like, why would you want to figure out the whole of the Mona Lisa? Come on. It won't be asked if you can figure it out like that. So you just try to figure out a single part of it. You're a graphic designer. Why are there shadows on this element? Why is this illustration like this? And try to get the person's whole concept and then try to in um imbibe that into your own your own design you get you can just yeah. take a little part of it and just imbibe it into your own design and take let, let me explain why people <laughs> why people consider me as creative i, I laugh every time i'm creative anyways because because i would learn something from 15 people and bring it into one Wow. and blend together so seamlessly and you have never seen it before and even better you have never seen any of those 15 people or their works you will immediately say this guy is mind-blowing how does he think of this you have, you have, you have, you have seen it now you have seen how i'm reverse engineering it now yeah when you see exactly. people's work online you, you look at it and you're like this is just perfect but they have gone through a lot of other people like good people not just anybody good people's work and seen how good it was like you saw you saw the picture of the coca-cola bottle i took um some days ago i posted so it's basically product photography. I didn't just come up with that technique out of the blues. It, it took a lot of learning and a lot of research and watching other people's videos and seeing their technique, then applying it. Like the guy's technique, he used he used a professional um, studio lighting. Was I'm at home and I didn't have professional studio lighting. I, and I, I think that's why people actually like this picture because I didn't have any professional lighting, but okay. I wanted to use 
the guy's technique and I applied it to the lights I have at home and I had very nice results. I think that's why people actually liked it because I applied someone else's technique in my own way and it looked very nice. So that's the thing about about um, being creative and finding inspiration for creativity. The resources are everywhere. Basically find a whole bunch of work relating to your industry that other people have done and you have your whole creativity bank waiting for you. Wow, I mean, this is like a whole lot of um, explanation already. Like, nobody sees the skeleton of how all these things play out. Really, like, yes, man, the, the, the whole this, um, the end results. So, mm-hmm. based on creativity, fine. I, I, I know a couple of people, I know a couple of persons I also follow on Instagram who I believe are actually. Um, they are they are into cinematography. I have two people I follow physically, and I love their work on IG. There is um, this guy Tayo Aino. I don't know if you know him. Yeah, yeah, then sure. Then there is Steven Onduku. Um, he's also like a cinematographer. And from my own end, I feel oh, these guys are doing awesome. They are they are world class professionals because one of the, the purpose of having this podcast and one of the purpose of starting a climber is to ensure that people um, get direct access to knowledge from world-class professional people that are way ahead. So bringing you on board means that I also see you as someone who is on a world-class level with your skill. Oh, thank you. So how creative can someone become to get to the point of saying, okay, I'm actually on a world-class level. You know, there are some people that will be like, this skill I have, it's not just mm-hmm. a local skill like I'm on a world class so how creative mm-hmm. can I become to define that for myself or how creative can someone become to get to the point that you know that okay this stuff I'm doing is not just a local stuff okay okay very nice question a bit convoluted but let me let me try my best to answer your question so if I understand what you're saying you're, you're asking how does someone like how creative do you have to get to before you can actually call yourself a professional a world best professionally yeah. if yes. you're a very good guy in the in your industry yes okay there is there is a simple answer and and basically from from what i've been saying you can't you can't call yourself world best without having what to compare it to it so you can't call. Um, you have a you have a very good guy in your house that plays soccer like very good. He's a very good football player. Yeah, like he can score from any angle. You know that guy. So you are calling him very good, world class player. If there was no, just think think with me for a bit. If there was no Messi or Ronaldo or one of the very good guys, how would you com- who would you be comparing that your friend to to be able to? For you to be able to say he's world class, you get. Yes. So in your own specific industry, you have to find, you have to like dig out people. These are the these are the things that you have in your pocket that make that differentiate you. A, a plethora, a repertoire of, of people that are actually the best of the best in your industry. People that that everyone look looks up to and learns from. So when you have a plethora of that, a, a whole list of 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 um of experts, of professional, of world best people, the people that their work really shake the world. It will even be better if you find people that 
are not very popular people that people don't really know but their work is very good be it in design or in writing or in video editing or in uh, motion graphics animation whatever it is so you have these people so you you now have an idea of what world class means you now have an idea of what the best of the best means so the next step is for you to be calling yourself world class if they take work from all these people that you have found out that you have mentioned if they take work from them and they take your work and they put it into a big pile into a bowl would they be able to tell a difference between your work and their work i'm not talking about artistic difference now in, in style i'm talking about quality let's say you're a music artist and and you you are recording songs or you are you're a producer and you are mastering music and then you are you want to call yourself the world's best or one of the world's best or one of the professionals that are, you know, ruling that industry in the world. If you take your music and take music from people like Dr. Dre, would people be able to tell that one is of lesser quality? If that, if, if the answer is yes, then you can't call yourself world's best yet. You, you don't, you don't, <laughs> you don't get to the point of calling yourself world's best until you, you have, um, grown onto the point you can create work that's not differentiable from those people. Okay. I'm not talking about creating work that uh, I'm not talking about replicating their own work. I'm not saying if um, Peter McKinnon, a, a very popular photographer, takes a picture of a mountain, you should also go to that mountain and take that picture and they will not say you are comparing you know, no, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about Peter McKinney taking a picture of a mountain in the snow and you're like, wow, I have a mountain in my backyard, but I've never taken a picture of it while it was snowy. So you actually wait till, you know, when it's winter and you take the picture and you, you at, at that point, you basically um, took um, that feature from Peter McKinney and you know that, okay, you are making your mountain snowy and people can ask say oh this this quality like you have grown to the extent that people can say this quality is actually you know it, it, it resembles each other look at high-end movies like the avengers the kind of um graphics the kind of visual effects they have there those are the best of the best and when it comes to visual effects in movies those are the movies that have the best of the best now you can't call yourself a studio like a vfx studio you can't call yourself the best in the world if your effects are still looking crappy if you are making explosions and they look like cartoons in a movie you know you have to grow to the point where you can be comparable with the with the actual best those people you are written down as idols as heroes in your industry before you can actually become that um, call yourself a world-class professional you have to it's all a learning process you have to learn so when you are getting better in the technical aspect and keep when you keep producing more work over and over again then i'm seeing a lot of so the first thing is getting better technically then the second thing is producing as many as much work as possible repeating repeating creating creating and the third thing is having a list of people of heroes, of idols in your in if you can have those three things over time, you begin to create content that is at the level of those idols. And at that point, people people will say this guy is as creative as this as as this idol. But then in your mind, you know it's a whole process, a whole process of learning, a whole process of creating, and a whole process of looking at the works of the best. Oh, uh, that's quite exhaustive. Um, well, we we actually in the twenty first century, and we and we know that um, skills matter in such a time like this. And you know, everyone is just shouting, "Good learn skills, good learn skills." And, mm-hmm. um, 
what creative skills can you recommend for people to learn at such a time like this um, that would be learned um, I wouldn't say within a short time because nothing obviously can be learned within a short time professionally but that can be learned without so much hassle can you recommend some skills if I come up like walk up to you and say okay I want to learn some creative skills that would fetch me money or that would like bring me relevance what mm-hmm. skills would you re- recommend okay so um firstly firstly when people ask me questions like um what industry or what industry is making money right now what industry is biggest you know especially in nigeria if we hear that industry is making money or the, the in thing now is forex or the in thing is programming the in thing is um user experience or user interface design a lot of people go in that direction it, it's like a thing in this country so I recommend, I tell people that every industry is a winning industry. Every industry is a money-making industry. It depends on where you are on the scale. So when, when you say in a time like this, you are talking about the whole lockdown, quarantine season, right? Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> okay, okay. So in this period, now we know we can't go out to, to get things done. Those and you we need a skill that you can you know proficiently master in a short period on your pc or on your phone by yourself now it depends on on how passionate you are i'm just i'm just going to list out a few and what you need to get started it depends on how passionate you are in that area but if i'm to if i'm to give you a recommendation to be according to the things that you have always wanted to do there are some there are some skills that you probably have postponed because of time or because of school or because of some kind of hindrance that have been keeping you back from doing them now those are the skills something you have actually thought about before those are the skills you should be focusing on in this time those skills that you have actually had plans to to learn but things have kept them in the way so if i'm to give a list um graphic design will be one but instead of learning graphic design generally i i like when people specialize so Instead of learning just graphic design, you can learn um, illustrations, how to make illustrations. That's something that will be very, very useful um, going forward. Making custom illustrations instead of downloading free ones online, how to make your own custom illustrations for that under graphic design. And um, motion graphics, since you can't learn, you know, um, you can't learn traditional orthodox um, video production right now since no one is going out to shoot. You can still learn motion graphics. It's a great opportunity to sit down with your PC and learn um, the principles that will get you started. And for graphic design, for most of these things, you actually need a laptop. You need a PC. For graphic design, you need to have Illustrator, Adobe, Adobe Illustrator, and Photoshop. They are the important tools for graphic design. For okay. motion graphics. After Effects, Adobe After Effects, that's the standard for motion graphics. There are lots of other tools, but I'm telling you what what I use, what I've used before, and what the industry considers as um, the standard. So motion graphics and 3D, 3D, when it comes to 3D animation or modeling, the whole 3D space, now is a good time. And that's what I'm doing right now. Um, I'm going back to 3D. I actually 
did some some things with it, but I left it for a while. So this is the time I'm actually spending to to um, sharpen my 3D skills. So 3D animations and 3D modeling, and the software you need for that. There are different kind of software. Some are free, some are paid. But the one I recommend is Blender because Blender is a free software and it's just amazing. And you can ha- you have a lot of resources online. If you, if something confuses you, you can just go online and look at their documentations or some tutorials online and you see everything you need. So Blender for 3D. Okay. Um, video editing. Video editing would be a good one, but, but the thing is, so you can't, it depends on how, how passionate you are. If you are very passionate, you can actually shoot, shoot clips within your house, within your compound, in your environment, and edit them as a um, process of training yourself getting better at video editing but video editing is usually a thing you do when you can you know get and get clips to edit but if you, if you are passionate enough you probably want to start making skits or making narrative films then you can definitely get into video editing or shoot something at home edit it post it or you don't need to post it just 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 keep creating and keep iterating during this period is the time to i'm even I'm, i've been thinking of every day on instagram the things i'm learning just my progress just to be able to see it over time after the whole pandemic is over and say oh my god there's a pandemic and such horrible things happened but i developed in this skill you know when people were people were busy on netflix when people were busy watching movies i i could see my uh, and, my position in this skill and doing and doing lots of challenges on twitter and ig did you, did you get what I said? I said when people, you, you, you were saying mm-hmm. when people were yeah. busy yeah. Um, watching Netflix and doing lots of challenges on, on IT. So, um, well, that's actually so interesting. I mean, it's 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 mentorship alone. It's mentorship. You, you're actually giving mentorship to a couple of persons that get to listen to this and want to go into such good. Sorry, sorry. I didn't, I, I didn't hear you. I said... I, said, I didn't get you. Okay, yeah, so what I'm saying is, I said what you just said is actually so, mm-hmm. so rich that it's like mentorship to a lot of persons who get to listen to this going into um, this okay. field. Yeah. So, um, how do you, how do you actually overcome the fear of perfection? I personally, I always have imposter syndrome whenever it comes to oh. some ideas and some stuff. And you know, when it comes to creativity, you would always. I even when I used to write articles, I got um, a job from a um, a side gig from a blogging um, agency. And anytime I get to write, before I started writing for them, I always wrote for like on Medium, and I would get to publish it without having issues. But when I started working for them, I always felt it was not good enough, and it's. Sometimes I will write and cancel and cancel and cancel again. So how do you overcome that fear of you want to you want to become perfect? How do you overcome it? And I still do it till date. I still do it. Okay. Um, if most most creative people I know have this, even I struggle with it for for the longest time, and even till now it still pops up from time to time. So. If there, if there is something you should remember concerning perfection, if you need to write this, write this down. And if you need to even tattoo this on your body, tattoo it right now. Done is better than perfect. 
this this is the thing I remember whenever I want to fall into this trap of perfection. Done is better than perfect. You need to you need to understand that in the creative business, in the area of creativity, if you have a concept in mind and you have something to do, when you get to the point where you actually um, decide to post it, there is still like a million things you could have done to it. Look, even if you wake up uh, Da Vinci, Leonardo Da Vinci from the grave, the guy that painted the Mona Lisa, very yeah. popular painting, beautiful, perfect painting. <laughs> if you woke that guy up from the grave after dying in, in the 1500s and you tell him, give him a brush and you tell him, is there something you want to add to this painting? If he has not dealt with perfectionism in, in his own mind, he's going to still have something to add. The thing is, for creative work, it's never perfect never totally complete there is always if, if you look there's no way you look back on your previous work and you won't say ah there's something i could have added there's always something to add when it comes to the creative work but the trick now the skill that you need to have is knowing when you are at the point where you can call your project done when you can know that okay this thing right now is done you're not talking about perfect now you're not talking about um, making it look better you know that at this point it is done that's the skill you now have to develop so you are making a graphic design oh it, it just started raining wow. <laughs> so you're making a graphic design now and you have an idea in your mind then you keep working on the concept keep bringing things out then it, it looks alright but you want to do more and you feel like ah, it might not be cool <laughs> it might not be nice at that point at that point when you feel like it's actually good but people might not like it it might not be nice that's the point where you should know that the, the design is done okay. it's basically done yeah, there are a few things you could do you could sleep on it sleep and wake up on it and and that, that's the thing with crazy people when you sleep and wake up on ideas or things you have worked on by the time you wake up it's a totally different thing before your eyes it starts looking different like am I the one that wrote this am I the one that, that drew this that is usually yeah. how it is too. so um Knowing the point where you can call the project done, where you can say I'm done, I'm finished with this at this point, is the skill you need to have, you know. And you, sh- you also need to have a, a network of people, p- people that are creative like you, people that are actually good at what they do, that can advise you on specific issues. Okay. When you are a graphic designer, I, I did that a lot in graphic design. I before I send my designs to clients, I send it to a bunch of people. I trust I trust their opinion concerning what I do so those are the people that actually help me uh, break free from this whole perfection thing because I would do something and I won't consider it nice <laughs> even my roommate my roommate in school he always says that he's always like I'll make a design back when, back when I did graphic design all the time I'll make a design and I'll send it to him and he'll be like I it's very nice and I'll be like no I don't like it and he'll be like ah, I know you now you will not like it <laughs> would you believe Joel would you believe that most things that I post online <laughs> I don't really like them seriously like, like, of a truth it gets to the point where I'm like mm, maybe when I just create it immediately I just make it I'm super excited about it I'm posting it everywhere I'm feeling fly about it but when I I just need to sleep and wake up <laughs> and I'm no longer feeling it at all it's very crazy like this is, is Star syndrome really hit me very recently. 
in the last video I posted on YouTube. It was a long tutorial, but I didn't feel I didn't share that video on my status. I just left it on YouTube. Whoever wants to see it, you see it. It's all, I, I don't know why, but I just I just felt this imposter syndrome very heavy. I think it was because I didn't spend enough time planning for the videos. So when I rushed it out, even though the people that watched it were, were super glad, they were like, finally, I posted the tutorial about this. The content was good. But me, I was like, no, I don't like it. I did not like it. What are you guys saying? Because to me, I, I didn't spend enough time. So I was thinking about this perfection or how, how should it be, how, how, how I wanted it to be versus how it actually turned out. But the thing is, just why, why are you doing it in the first place? It's not for me, it's not to deliver value. You are supposed to deliver value to people via this tutorial. Have you delivered the value? Yes. Why are you not to kill yourself? These are, these are the conversations I have with myself. Ask yourself, why are you doing it in the first place? What is the purpose? In the beginning, you are working for a client, you are writing. What is the purpose of this? What do you want to get the article to do? You want it to evoke some emotions. Does it evoke their emotions? Good. You can stop. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you have a you have a design about Easter, and yeah. okay, you, you you have a concept in mind. You want it to be about about Christ. You want it to be about about um, the the three um, um, crosses that were on on the mount, and that that's the concept you have in mind. And you want it to evoke the emotion of of forgiveness or something. When you tick those boxes, <laughs> anything else you do from there is just trying to trying to paint the black kettle black. You're just adding more to what does not actually need more. Yeah. And for especially for design, less is more. Like is this that is for for designers. Yeah. Less I is that. always more. So so when you are when you are going on these creative activities, you should know this point where you should say stop. At this point, I'm not going forward anymore. This is done. You don't need to get to perfect. Just always remember perfect is non existent. Right. It's uh, non existent. <laughs> I can remember that um, the, the web developer for the platform I use, like for Climber and even for my previous platform, he kept mm-hmm. he, he keeps telling me the person who built my website he keeps telling me that I'm always chasing perfection because whenever we we are trying to like execute um, new product pictures, I always go to check for a lot of them. I'll be like, this is not exactly the way it is in this other platform, and he will tell me that <laughs> you're chasing. So- perfection and that less is actually more like he he, he, mm-hmm. he 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 always tells me what you just said now because i feel everything should just be top notch and top notch and top notch like it should be something so so um looking on real like super real let me use that word but he keeps telling me that and i've gotten to discover recent just recently that when i try to chase perfection i end up doing shit because i'll be like no it's not supposed to be this way mm. and i'm not even into design i'll be like it should be this way because this is what i feel people i always do like this is what i feel people will be excited about and, mm-hmm. and it ends up not coming out well and it ends up even being a disappointment so i think yeah. I've, I've learned from i've learned from it and um all you said is very very correct so i would also want to ask lastly what mistakes did you make along your journey and what do you which you knew earlier which would have helped you scale hello yeah so i was i was saying that what mistakes did you make along your journey and what 
do you wish you knew earlier which would have helped you scale okay okay what mistakes did i make um well i'm still on my journey actually <laughs> that's one of the things i've discovered recently um at the beginning of my journey there's still a lot to cover a lot of ground and there will even still be more ground to cover so in this little brief journey of mine um what mistakes have i made if i'm to think of one at the, at the top of my head now i think okay there was one time there was one time i learned this from a client um i'm the kind of guy that can you hear me yes okay so i'm the kind of guy that I just like going straight to the point i'm on a, on a normal day before this experience I, i just always go straight to the point if i need something from you i'm going to hit you up i'm going to text you and say i need something like right to the point hi i need your 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 camera tomorrow evening so i'm that kind of person here so this client is not she was a lady she's not into that at all she's she, she wants to always you know rub the conversation in let it flow say good morning how you doing i hope hope the or so what's the project about and we were just totally opposite and i didn't know i just assumed people just understand that people are different i didn't know i didn't i didn't know that you have to mirror to be able to build rapport with someone you have to mirror that person's attributes that person's vibe i didn't know this so i was always giving the woman she she took it as attitude but it was just the way i was i was always like going straight to the point with texting now by by 5 a.m. and saying yeah we are making this correction to this revision and she'd be like say good morning first and in my mind i'm like why my trying to say good morning let's go get to work but i didn't i didn't understand this thing i'm saying the concepts that i learned from tony robbins okay. you have to imitate not imitate you have to mimic or mirror yeah mirror is the word you have to mirror the vibe of the person you are trying to build rapport with you're trying to be rapport with a client or with some other creative like you you have to mirror that person's vibe if that person is high you have to go high to be able to get that person to like you people people like people that are like them people like people that have attributes that they have so if you like talking and you like shouting and you meet someone that is also like that you guys naturally bond you get yes. you realize that in secondary school the people that are the most quiet in the class they are usually friends <laughs> the yeah. loudest people are usually together so yeah. that's that's just how it was that's that's one mistake i made to, to just assume that people will understand instead of um mirroring people and trying to understand where they are coming from that was one big mistake i've, I've learned from now so you have conversation with me now i'm, I'm more friendly <laughs> yeah, i intentionally yeah. try to be, try to be friendly and try to be open so it doesn't sound like i'm fighting with, with people so that's that's about the mistake and um something i knew earlier that that helped me help me skill um i would say i would say i'll say people i would say people uh, relationships okay that's like the most important thing when it comes to, when it comes to your journey when it comes to scaling people the more the more important people you know the faster you scale period like it's, it's not even just about about your present resources and the money you have the more people you know the more people in high places you know the more people that are influential that have relevance that you know the faster you scale it's like it's pretty much clockwork it's automatic if you have five fortune 500 ceos as friends and they are your friends they are good friends 
it won't be too long before you also become a CEO of a Fortune 500 company. It's just the it's just the way things work. So I wish I knew about relationships very very early on because there are some people that I have come across. <laughs> oh God, I have had the opportunity to bond with these people so much, but I didn't I didn't understand the importance and the place of relationship back then. So I look at these people now, and we are not that close, even though we could have been close, even though we could have been flexing now in Paris or Dubai. Really? It's not like it's not like I regret these things, but. These people, I didn't just build the relationship. I left the, re- the relationship normal, just on a high basis, on a how you doing, it's been a while kind of basis. I didn't consciously cultivate the relationship. When it comes to relationships, you if you don't cultivate it intentionally, it naturally just dies off. People just naturally separate from each other and just go into their different realms. I didn't know this before anyways. I just let, let things flow, let things slide. So the aspect of relationship is very, very important. Something I've I've you know changed concerning my life and trying to take relationships intentionally. I, I at this point I have a list of people, I have a document with a list of people in 2020 that I need to always talk to every month, every week. I need to say hi to these people. Yeah. I need to to check on them. I need to be close to these people because if I personally for me it's the kind of check I do for myself. I know if I don't do this. It, they will just fly by and I won't know I won't know when I stop talking with this important person that can help my life in the next couple of months so yeah. it's just something I decided to do so that, that's the very important thing in relationships wow I, I think I shared like, a similar opinion too because actually I I was not so intentional about building relationships in the past and I think it should have helped me. I'd never even had a circle. I was just like a one-man pool. I was just all by myself, doing a lot of stuff by myself, mm-hmm. making my mistakes by myself, and it really, really affected me. Um, even with the level of skill I have and stuff, I was not within any circle. I had to be intentional about it. I think it was the end of 2019 and down to this point. So it's a very, very, very valid point. And, um, well, Sal, save your I really appreciate the time that you've spent. I think we've literally spent almost one hour on... Yeah, I had no idea it was going to be this long. <laughs> it's so much explanation and it's actually very interesting. And I feel, well, I know that it's going to be really, really um, worth, worth it for a lot of persons that we get to listen to this. Currently on Climber, we have... Um, as of this morning, I think we have about 103 members and we are hoping to... Okay. to thousands of members in the future and but we're just starting with this brief um this we're just starting with the little we have like the little number of um community members we have and um i know that we a lot of them get to learn from this because a lot of them are actually learning skills are doing stuff and um yeah so we appreciate you i want you to, to like share your ig angel with us i think your okay. ig angel is the create the creative sub at the creative sub Right there. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, the creative staff. I am at the creative staff. So T H E, creative S A V. Everywhere, basically, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can find me there. Okay, that's actually awesome. So, thank you very much for um, honoring the invitation. And I believe you will still get back to your work. 
I might just, <laughs> I might just. <laughs> Would you believe that I've I've actually been editing a, a, a photo all through the whole talk? Are you serious? How do you? How yeah. Do you, I, how do you get to concentrate to do like these two things at the same time? It's, it's just it's just it's subconscious basically at this moment. When I, when I need to talk um something specific, I will, I will talk and leave it. But most times I'm just I just know what to do basically at this point over time. Oh wow, that's awesome. That's actually I don't think I actually I can actually do that. Basically, that's that's awesome. You probably could. <laughs> All right, so um, I might just have to say thanks, thanks for having me, bro. Yeah, thank you very much. So enjoy your night. Good night.